All right, and welcome to Everyone's a Critic. I'm your host, Johnny Gill, with my co-host, Sean Ellis. Sean, say what's up to the people. Hello, everybody. Okay, listen. It's a big, big week coming up. Um, We got two basketball uh, dates this week. Uh, So we're going to go ahead and recap uh, our finale, a regular season finale before we get into the playoffs. Okay, so we had some good games, um, some... Yeah, we had we had we had some decent games. I wouldn't say great games. It was some good games. Uh, only two that night, and both games were very very impactful uh, for the playoff seedings. Um, so it seems uh, that everyone is going to make the playoffs <laughs> for whatever reason. Um, but first thing first, uh, City Center Ballers. Uh, you know what? Who's, who was the first game? Was it Bullets and the Lions or was it City Center? I can't even remember. Season was second. Season was second? Okay, let's start with Alliance and the Bullets. Okay, so Alliance took care of business, 85 to 71. No, actually, they were second. My bad. Were they second? Yeah. I, I, the Lake I, Houston and the City Center was the first game. Okay, yeah. well, we'll start with Alliance. Yeah. Uh, Alliance took care of business, uh, 85 to 71. Does not change uh, the brackets because there was a big, big handicap they needed. A uh, big spread they had to cover in order to affect that. But... That might have actually been what they wanted, if you believe it or not. Uh, but they went 85 to 71. Uh, Dante was uh, absolutely amazing in that game, but uh, really not too much else. Larry had a, a pretty solid game, uh, but just not enough of a supporting cast. Uh, he finished, Dante finished with uh, 28, 13, and 8, four steals, a block, uh, did not miss a shot from the free throw line. He had a pretty tough week last week uh, from the free throw line, so he definitely upped that. Uh, 37.7 PPR uh, for the game. Just a dominating performance, but it just wasn't enough. Uh, too much Alliance, too much T. Beatty, too much Brian, uh, too much Geno. Uh, just overall, too much Alliance. They just look like the better team. Yeah. Uh, I mean, they're, they're rounding in shape now. They, they look a lot like... Uh, they start to look a lot like... I'm not going to say they're quite the championship team mm-hmm. that they've been in the past. They starting to look a lot more like that group. Uh, well-rounded game. I actually, in a weird way, I don't think the Bullets play bad. I just think the Alliance were that good, right. um, honestly. Uh, I, yeah, I don't think they had uh, the, the Bullets played a bad game. But every time they made a run or tried to get it within five to six to seven points. No, actually, every time they got it down to nine, every time they would get it down around eight to nine points, uh, Bulls would come down. I mean, the uh, Lions come down. Get a couple more buckets and a couple more stops. Get that lead right back to fifteen. You said you said they didn't play that bad. I don't think they played that bad. But okay, they shot thirty nine percent from the field, twenty four percent from three. It turned Chris Broussard on me. Yeah, fifty five percent from the free throw line and fifteen turnovers. In flow of the game, they ain't look that bad. Okay. I would say that much. The grand scheme of things, they look bad. Yeah. But, you know, the percentages of the, sh- uh, the shot making made it look a little differently. But, yeah, every time, like I said, they kind of got, like I said, with that 8 9 range, they, the Lions would never let the league get any less than 8 or 9. Mm. So that kind of just tells you that not only did they play well, they, they were locked in. It was kind of like, oh, we're not going to let them come back. Okay. They just seemed to never lost focus. Uh, T, uh, Big T and Little T, mm-hmm. both players. I remember T had a little uh, T Beatty. He had a little run there where I think he hit three threes in a row. Yeah, early in the game, it was kind of back breaking. It was a loud, a loud stretch. And then uh, uh, T Jackson, he <laughs> oh, he couldn't miss. Yeah, I mean every time he was part of, he was usually the guy. When I could say they would get it down to eight nine points, he'll be the guy that would hit that shot and put it right back up the. 11, 12 points. So, it, it was tough, man. It, it was really tough. And I think they play like that, they're going to be hard out. And why wouldn't they be there to defend the champs? Yeah, and you know what? That's the thing about them. You can't really count them out. Um, they are the defending champs. They're, it's always good to get a win in week eight because it, it gives you a, a snippet of, uh, of momentum heading into the playoffs. But... Just overall, Alliance, they just look like, a, like, like still a team that can contend uh, and sneak up on somebody. Now, Lake Houston was definitely shorthanded, uh, to say the least, this last week. Um, I don't think uh, they should be worried, though. 
But that's that's looking like what what the matchup is gonna be Alliance and uh, and Lake Houston. That's what it's looking like to me. Yeah, that's what it's looking like. Um, even though we're not in our predictions part yet, but it looks like for a third straight year we're heading towards the Alliance playing uh, Lake Houston. This time early. Uh, for playoff uh, implications. Um, like I said, in the summertime they beat them in the semifinal by one at the buzzer. Uh, and last season. They beat them in the final mm-hmm. uh, at the buzzer. What actually they were shooting for the game winner and uh, and missed. So it's big time. I will say this. Um, I mean, granted, the Bullets did not have sweat. So mm-hmm. I mean that that's definitely different make a difference maker, especially uh, on the rebounding aspect of the game. That I mean, Dante picked up a slack with thirteen. Uh, you know, about six offenses. That's sweats using around six eight range for uh for offensive rebounds. But um, I mean that's scoring. I mean sweats gonna he can give you fourteen points. Yeah. So they they actually probably could have won the game. But yeah. uh, without him, that's a that's a big big missing piece. And sweat uh, you know, I mean you can't you, you're asking you're asking for trouble if he's not gonna play. And Kai uh for the second week in a row had another terrible game. Okay um. <laughs> So, <laughs> I'm sorry, I've been hard on him lately. Okay, <laughs> City Center Ballers uh, versus Lake Houston. Uh, City Center Ballers got the win by five points in overtime. Uh, Lake Houston actually had a chance, had a crack at it uh, in overtime. Uh, uh, Daniel uh, actually got fouled, got hammered yeah. uh, in the corner with a no call, and the ball lodged out to the corner, and then one of their guards uh, had to shoot a floater from out of bounds. <laughs> and uh, this, this is a really, really tough shot. But Daniel uh, was dominant. Again, 30 points, uh, six rebounds, four assists, two steals, two blocks. I'll tell you what I noticed in this game. Uh, Daniel, for some reason, whatever the reason was, was not boxing out. Mm. And I'm talking about, I mean, he normally boxes out when he's near his man. But uh, one of their post players on, on City Center, he literally was coming from the top from the three-point line every time, running down and getting tip-in, after tip-in, after tip-in. And at, at one point, one of the guards uh, on Lake Houston actually had to come out and box him out one time. Mm-hmm. But it, it, it's, it's got to be frustrating. That's always been my thing, uh, boxing out. Lake Houston didn't do that. They almost look like the Monstars out there. Yeah, they, uh, I mean, you know, it happens when you're missing guys sometimes. And, I mean, I think he had to shoulder a certain load. So no Shelby, why. no Eddie? Yeah. Whew. Yeah. And he had to shoulder a little bit, uh, the scoring load a little bit more. And not to mention, let's just call it what it is. He was also having to defend an uh, absolute monster. Mm-hmm. It was monster on monster in this game. Yes. And I think when you have to play defense – and you have to score, mm-hmm. it's hard, man. That's why you don't have a ton, of, even in the NBA, a ton of two-way players. It's yeah. only a handful of them, you know, where guys are dominant on the offensive end and play are very dominant on the defensive end, too. It just doesn't happen, you know. Yeah. Either you're one or the other. Either you're a really great defender who are who's a spot shooter mm-hmm. or, you know, you're an amazing offensive player who kind of plays defense here and there, like the majority of the guys in the NBA. And, I mean – it's hard. It's yeah. hard. And his rebounding numbers were probably down a little bit this game because he had played defenses against a guy who's probably one of the top three or four seasons, one of the top three or four seasons in the season. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so uh, I think that's a, had a lot to do with the not box down rebounding numbers. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't really even take that consideration. Um, not to mention, uh, Anthony had a, a pretty loud game. Mm-hmm. Um, he was uh, on the beneficiary end of a lot of uh, three-point shots. Mm-hmm. Uh, he went five for nine, 15 points. I think that might be a season high for him. Now, Anthony can score the ball. Yeah. He just hasn't been volume shooting lately. Um, he hasn't really played uh, in a role where he's asked to do that yeah. uh, as of late. And, um, and, I mean, Cody, I mean, Cody, that was his first time playing the whole game. Yeah, yeah. So that was tough on him as well. And then, and then DJ, yeah. I mean, I didn't realize he shot the ball that bad. Eight for 22, three for 10 from the three-point line, two for six from the free throw line. Mm-hmm. That's, oh, man, that's pretty bad. That's that, I mean, he's not, he's not 30s. He's 30s across the board. Yeah. 
30s from the field, 30 from the three-point line, and 30 from the free throw line. That's just, that's just horrendous. Yeah. And he missed some big ones uh, yeah. uh, down the cl- uh, in the clutch. Um, that's definitely his probably, – probably one of his worst games of the season if you look at it in terms of PPR, 0.4. It's not even one. Yeah. Uh, he – I mean, this happens sometimes again when when guys are not there. Not there, yeah. You, yeah. Your role, your role changes, and you have to do some things that you're probably not accustomed to doing. Obviously, he's accustomed to scoring, but he's accustomed to scoring in spots and being in certain spots and receiving the ball and getting shots off and not creating the shot as much. And he probably had to create a little bit more. Had probably played a lot more point guard than he used to playing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it. It showed up in his game a little bit. You know, he did I, say he was going to score 70. <laughs> and at one point, it probably looked like he was trying to. At yeah. one point. It didn't quite work out for him. But the the free throw shooting hurt down the stretch. I know he had a lot to say uh, after the game. Uh, if you guys follow us on Facebook uh, about why they lost and, you know, um, him not really taking the blame for the loss. But, you know. What did he say? I didn't read it. Uh, I mean, you know. <laughs> he had something to say. He had some choice words for some of the guys that was on one of the guys that was on City Center, and uh, he didn't really take you know. Okay. He, he he kind of felt like they really didn't win, you know, oh. type type one of those type things, which is fine. But I would always say with a loss, you better learn from a loss because yeah. you lost for a reason. It wasn't just a referee. I mean, it wasn't just free throw shooting was terrible. Yeah. Uh, so Danny they, didn't shoot the ball in the free throw line good I either. Mean, you know, they, they had a lot of holes in their game. And look, again, a lot of it had to do with they having two very integral players not playing a lot of minutes, not playing yeah. at all. So that, that had a lot to do with it. Um, free throw shooting outside of Quincy. Um, let's see, that is seven for, t- seven for 20. Mm-hmm. Struggle. Definitely Quincy made both of his though. Yeah, he did. <laughs> <laughs> he did. Uh, but uh, it, it was a struggle, man. It was a struggle, and like I say, it, it was a it was an exciting game to watch. Still. It was. I think even with the guys that are missing from both sides, actually. Yeah. So I mean, as much as uh, I think uh, Lake Hughes has an excuse that they didn't have two critical guys not playing. Citizen didn't either, and they found a way to kind of. Yeah, they're missing their MVP candidate. Yeah, they they were they and they both Emmanuel's. Yeah, and they found a way to kind of sneak out and, and jam out a win. So, I, I big shout out to City Center because I mean they didn't complain about it. They just went out there and did what they had to do, and they were able to find out a way to win. And it it was a good game. Look, both teams were probably extremely tired because it went to overtime. Yeah, <laughs> but let's let, let's talk about that going to overtime. Lake Houston went up 77 to 66 mm-hmm. at one point. Mm-hmm. They were in control of the game, the mm-hmm. whole game. And they ended the third quarter with a three uh, at the buzzer uh, from Anthony. Mm-hmm. And then they went on a run in the fourth quarter. They just didn't finish the game. They, they, they started rushing shots, rushing possessions when they were up. It was just, it was just bad basketball. I mean, that's just, that's just what it boils down to. I mean, it happens. I mean, they had they had, they, the only – Bad thing I took away from this, I mean, they're still the number one seed. They're still in control of their own destiny. Uh, they control their matchups uh, in the playoffs. But they had a crack at history. That's the only sad thing about it. They, they had a crack at history. It could have been, uh, been one of the few teams to go undefeated in this, the whole season. Uh, but it just didn't turn out that way. So, I mean, that's how it goes. But, I mean, at the end of the day, it's all about championships. So, I'm sure they'll be fine. Okay, let's move on to our next segment. All right, time for our top performers uh, of the week. For week number eight, it is for the third week in a row, Daniel Hatch. Now, Daniel has slowly but surely uh, earned his respect. I know he's been very, very humble, um, saying that he doesn't think he's the best player on his own team. But, I mean, numbers don't lie. I mean, the dude had 30 points, six rebounds. I think that was the first time he did not have double-digit rebounds. Dating back to last season, I honestly don't remember the last time he didn't have double-digit rebounds. Um, two steals and two blocks. Just a monster game. 31.5 uh, PPR. I think he finished third or fourth uh, in PPR this week. He's still leading the league in PPR. That's not changing anytime soon. Um, 
Player of the Week again, Daniel Hatch. Yeah. Uh, might have to start calling him Mr. Player of the Week, uh, yeah. which should do well for any uh, MVP voting. Uh, I mean, he was amazing. Uh, led the league in PPR again. Uh, had a monster game. Uh, and the thing I really liked about the, what he did this week was because he, he had this game you know, where his matchup was the toughest matchup mm-hmm. of the week by far. And for him to go out there and have that kind of game uh, was big. Uh, now, granted, the guy who was on the ballot for, for with him, for that was uh, matching up with him, he had a monster game, too. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, so it kind of was like a mano a mano, uh, Jordan versus Dominique, uh, Bird versus Magic. Mm-hmm. Guys just kind of going at each other and putting buckets on each other. Uh, and so for him to be able to kind of answer the bell uh, when he kind of got punched in the mouth uh, and for him to throw a haymaker back, uh, I, I think that, that that was the most impressive thing apart about uh, his performance this week, even though it did come in a loss. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it happens. I've seen uh, I've seen Mackey get player of the week in a loss. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes uh, the performance – oh, and, uh, and Squeeze. Yeah. I mean, not Squeeze, uh, Squeak. Squeak. Yeah. Squeak's won player of the week in a loss. Sometimes your performance outweighs uh, the end result, especially when it's a monster performance. Uh, so kudos to Daniel winning the play of the week for the third week in a row. Let's move on to our next topic. All right, time for our predictions and top matchups. We'll do a double header for this one. Um, so we got playoffs. Yeah. So again, I'm going to reiterate. For some odd reason, everyone make the playoffs. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's fine. I mean, <laughs> okay. So Alliance is playing the Monsters on Tuesday at seven. We got one game Tuesday. It'll be the quarterfinals. Um, I'm gonna start with mine first. I believe that Alliance uh, is peaking at the right time, and I think back to the Monsters. There was a game where they absolutely had no business losing. Not the game where um, I think it was X had a shot at winning the game. Yeah. And he short-armed it. That was against the Monstars. Yeah. I mean, against the Alliance. Against the Alliance. Not that game. A short-handed Alliance team, by the way. They didn't have anybody. But um, not the game. Well, yeah, this is the game I'm talking about. The game where... uh, What's the old school's name? His name is Smitty? Yeah. Smitty hits a three with, I don't know how much time was that. I want to say like two or three seconds yeah. left. Like two seconds left. I mean, you go up. Okay, Cliff is at the line. We're up one. Makes the first one and misses the second one. Or misses the first one, makes the second. I don't remember what, it, what the scenario was. But when he did not make both free throws... A part of me knew that they were not going to win. Somehow, they would come back and hit a three. And that is exactly what happened. And it just seems like games like that, the Monstars are not meant to win a game this season. It's nice that, you know, that everyone goes to the playoffs and they can go in and get a chance to redeem themselves. But you're playing against a seasoned team, a team that has uh, players that have been there, done that. They've won. Uh, multiple championships mm-hmm. uh, in this league. The only championships in this league. Yeah. Well, well, you have to go way Recent. back. Yeah. yeah, you got to go way, way back. Yeah. Um, Monstars are just not meant to win a game this season. So, uh, that being said, I'm going to go with the team uh, that who I believe will actually repeat. Three peat oh, wow. and win again. Uh, I'm going to go Alliance. I'll say 77 65. Yeah. Uh, Playing against a very seasoned team in the Alliance. Uh, it's going to be tough, but the, keep me honest, the playoff intensity always picks up. We've seen over multiple seasons now. Teams that get blown out during the regular season, during the postseason, it doesn't happen. Uh, those games are usually pretty, pretty close. Uh, they're fairly even. And... I think, you know, Monsters are talented enough to create a situation where it could be a close game down the stretch. 
but I'm not gonna go as far as picking them though. So <laughs> <laughs> you're smart man. <laughs> so, but I do think it'll be a battle. Uh, I think it'll be actually a defensive battle, uh, and I do. I see it being uh, Alliance eighty to seventy-two. That's a lot of points against uh, a team that likes to slow the game down. Yeah. Um, I think it's one of those situations where I think they're gonna it's gonna stay within those eight points, and towards the end they gotta create more possessions. Yeah. And I think the Lions can do enough scoring when they're creating extra possessions. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so with that being said, that would say uh, the the next Thursday that would align uh, Alliance uh, versus Lake Houston, mm-hmm. and it would also have City Center versus. Uh, the Bullets. So we'll go to City Center versus the Bullets. That's the 7 o'clock game. I have – we got two good teams. Yeah. Uh, the Bullets are a good team. Okay. They've been shorthanded a few weeks. Uh, Dante is back. I, playoff Dante is a different animal. I believe that Dante will definitely show up. He'll probably have his best game of the season uh, in the 40 range for uh, PPR. Uh, yeah. Geez. So he's gonna have he's gonna have a triple double. He'll probably have about thirty five, twelve and twelve. Oh jeez. And probably about three steals and a block or two. And he's gonna shoot a hundred percent from the free throw line. He'll shoot about fifty percent from three. I'll give him I'll give him four out of eight. That's that's those monster numbers. And and I believe he'll shoot over sixty percent from the field. Um, probably like twelve for twenty, something like that. You put a lot of pressure on him, man. No, it's not. It's not. That's a, that's, he can wake up out of bed and do that. Um, but he will do that, and I don't believe anyone else is going to be a, a a serious contributing factor. I believe Larry will get double figures, but that's it. Yeah, I don't have anybody else doing anything. Not 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 saying they're not gonna score, but some will have six, some will have eight, some will have five, some will have eight, something like that. But it won't be enough. I, I might get sweat. Is sweat coming? Yeah, sweat will be here. Oh, excuse me. Okay, sweat's gonna be here. I did not know that. I still have uh I still have City Center winning the game. <laughs> but uh in that case, Dante will not have thirty five. He'll have about thirty. Yeah. And then I'll give Sweat Sweat'll probably have about Mm, yeah, about 17 and 11. And Larry, will, he'll crack double figures again. Uh, I got Citizen winning. I got Emmanuel uh, going off. Um, even if Emmanuel uh, doesn't show up for some reason, I have Brandon going off. Yeah. And City Center taking that victory, 89-82. Yeah. Uh, again, the intensity picks up in the playoffs. Because so much is at stake. They know us. When are you done? And I see uh, I see it being a close game. Mm. I I don't see... I see Brandon obviously putting in a dominant effort. Uh, but I do think he's going to have to work for it, though. I don't think he's going to get a lot of those layups that he gets. Because guys see the freight train coming. Guys get out of the way and just let him lay it up or dunk it. They got some freight trains on the bullets, too. Yeah. I, I see... Him getting in there and probably getting fouled a few times, yeah. uh, and have to probably go earn the points at the free throw line. So I'm looking at it as uh, I'm going to City Center mm-hmm. and put which will put them in the final, mm-hmm. and I have them probably in a a, a nice seven seventy seven to seventy five. I think it's going to be a close game. I think it's going to come down to one shot. And uh, I actually think that, you know, City Center had the lead. And with the Bullets looking to try to win on a final possession and probably not being able to pull it off. So that's what I'm thinking. Okay. That's what I'm thinking. I'm going with that. Okay. Um, We're two for two now. Yeah, two for two. Okay, so uh, Alliance. Uh, assuming that they win the Monsters, which I believe they will, they will. That means they will match up with uh, Lake Houston Live. Uh, this game is going to be very, 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 very interesting. I think. I think. I think that Alliance 
will do just enough to win this game. Mm-hmm. And I think it's going to be very, very uh, uh, climatic uh, towards the end. I got Alliance winning 83-80. to 80. I got Duke having a great game. I have T. Beatty having a great game. And I have Brian having a great game. Wow. 20 plus from all three of those guys. Uh, if that happens, then you're right. They will win. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> the old alliance crutch for Lake Houston. You basically said that they're not going to get over it. <laughs> no, nah, I don't think so. I have some I have some rumors going around that a certain uh, key player will not be here mm-hmm. will be there uh, that day, so that's 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 definitely playing a role in my decision. Yeah, uh, that old alliance crutch. Mm-hmm. I know Anthony feels it. I know Shelby has to feel it. I expect those guys to kind of up their game. Mm-hmm. I can just imagine this game is going to be very intense. Yeah. <laughs> imagine this game is be very, very intense. Uh, game is going to be very intense. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go with the – I'm going to go with Lake Houston. Mm. Getting over that Alliance crutch. Mm. Took them two seasons. Yeah. But I'm going ahead and have them get over that Alliance crutch and and, and winning. Um, and it's going to be a barn burner, man. Yeah. I can imagine a lot of fouls and a lot of free throws. So low scoring. Yeah. It's running clock. Now, if it, <laughs> now I will say this. Yeah, if it's going to be a lot of free throws, this could come down to the Lions being able to make their free throws over. Uh, Lake Houston. I was like, because Lake Houston's not a good free throw yeah, shooting team. They, they've been struggling with their free throws lately. Yeah. So, um, I'm going to go ahead and take Lake Houston. Uh, 71. I'm going to have to take another shot at DJ, man. I can't, I can't, let, this, I can't <laughs> let this go. <laughs> I'm going to take a 71-69 over the lines. DJ, do you know what your shooting percentage from the free throw line is this season, sir? I know you're not here, but I'm talking to you. 45%. As a guard, not four for nine, which I don't think is 45. Is that 45? Four for nine? Yeah. It's just right, yeah, right, right around, around, around there. Yeah, okay. right around the area. But 15 for 33. You have a large sample size of free throw attempts, and you've only connected on 15 of them. That's less than half. Yeah. As a, that's Lonzo ball range. Yes, yeah, it's, it's a struggle. Ben Wallace range. It's a struggle. Theo Ratliff. Andre Roberson. I could go on, but I mean that's that's the only guys that come to mind. Uh you gotta do better, sir. Okay, so um since we have different picks in the championship, uh I'll go first. So I'm saying that it'll be Alliance uh in City Center. The 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 rematch uh for for the third time. You know, in boxing matches, every time there's a third <laughs> fight, there's usually Third one is usually the best one. Yeah. Uh, especially if they split. I know um, I know that uh, City Center won both games, but they only won by one. So you might as well say. Yeah. I mean, we still don't know. Like, we don't know. So, um, Alliance and City Center Ballers. I'm going to have to go with Alliance. I'm going to say Alliance three-peats. I say that they win 79 to 77. Um I believe that they'll, I mean, heck, they will have to, that means they will have played three games in one week. Well, don't worry. We'll, we'll, that, that final will be the next week on the 21st. So they'll be fine. They'll be rested. Oh, okay. So we're going to do it next week if yeah, the number is? We'll go ahead and give them, give them the opportunity. Oh, it says it right here, 21st. Yep. Oh, okay, 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 okay. Never mind. Interesting. They'll, they'll be well rested. Interesting. Okay, so I need to make sure I make that uh, change on the <laughs> on the uh, on the article. But yeah, I got Alliance a seventy nine seventy seven. Yeah, I'm sure they'll be happy about that. Yeah, I'll try to get everybody a fair shake. I know I try to cheat everybody. But right, right. <laughs> at some point, but I try to get your fair shake too. Uh, I will say this: um, I said that they finally get over the Alliance crutch. I hope. 
for Lake Houston's sake that this isn't their Super Bowl. <laughs> you know, their Alliance uh, crutch. And they go in there, take care of their business, and they get to the championship and play against an even tougher team in City Center and end up losing because they're excited about beating their Lions uh, the week before. You know, the thing I like about uh, championship games being stretched out, there's no excuse. Yeah. Oh, we had to play it back-to-back. Oh, man. But, but the only problem is with a championship game uh, being stretched out, sometimes, you know, the certain players, oh, man, it would have worked out better if we finished it on this night because now the next week I got something going on. Mm-hmm. Sometimes that happens. So, you know. Everyone wants those fresh legs, but at the same time, you just never know what someone else's schedule is looking like. I mean, we don't have – everyone doesn't have perfect attendance in this league. No. It normally doesn't happen for whatever reason. Yeah, you know, yeah, even the uh, guys that play professionally, they granted this due to injury usually, but availability yeah. is huge a lot of yeah. times, man. And, I mean, just look at the Rockets last year. They played game six or seven without uh, Chris Paul due to an injury and – you know, that, that, so that, been, you know, that may have been their chance, you know. So, availability is huge, and you just don't know. Week to week, we just don't know. Wow. For the most part, the Tennessee is good, though. Wow, breaking news. Tyron Matthew just signed a three-year deal for $42 million. Yeah, big-time deal. I just saw it myself. Interesting. With the Kansas City Chiefs, not the Houston Texans. With the Kansas City Chiefs. Oh, I didn't read that right. Yeah. Oh, so, so it was – oh, Okay. Kansas City so we actually uh, we actually did see what happened last season. Nah, yeah. he stunk it up. Yeah, well, Texas lowballed him. Well, I don't say they lowballed him, but I don't think they they must didn't think that he's gonna get a better deal because they offered him uh, I think a three year. Well, he's almost getting nine and a half, ten million a year. And so was that fourteen a year? It's basically fourteen. A year. Dang, fourteen a year. It's a big difference. Big difference. All right, let's uh, let's move on to our next topic. All right. Alrighty, so it's time for our top matchups of the week. So, with the semifinals all being pending the outcome of the quarterfinals, let's just start with the quarterfinals because we know for sure that's going to happen. Uh, which matchup do you like between uh, the Alliance and the Monstars? Probably thinking, uh, and this kind of goes back, actually, um, mm-hmm. but the possible Geno versus uh, X. Oh. Kind of goes back. Um, when X first actually started coming to Lifetime, him and Gino had a couple battles. Okay. Where uh, I think X felt like he got the better of Gino. Okay. And I don't know if Gino feels that way. Right. But I know since then they had a nice little friendly robbery kind of going back and forth. Okay. Since then. I don't, never, I don't ever remember seeing that matchup. Right. Right. So, um, and this is in pickup ball. So, I can yeah. imagine with so much on the line Playoffs. tomorrow. Uh, I could definitely see that could be a little fiery and yeah. them kind of getting after each other. So that Geno X matchup and possibly Brian mm-hmm. versus X be huge. Two different styles because X kind of does a lot of pick and roll. He puts a lot of shots up. Mm-hmm. Brian is all mid range and basket. So okay. it, it'll be nice to kind of see uh, those two matchups that I could think of. They'll probably be huge. Uh. For me, the Monstars have a tough, tough uh, uphill battle to climb. They have some players out this week. Um, I'm I'm intrigued by the matchup between Cliff and T. Beatty. Mm -hmm. Now, T. Beatty is coming back uh, from injury. Uh, He's been good for the most part. Um, Not his MVP type season, but he's been He's, he looks like he's getting there. It's like he's getting back into form. Uh, I'm intrigued by that matchup because I don't know if Cliff uh, can match up with him for four quarters. In stretches, I know he can because Cliff's a, he's a solid defender. But uh, T. Beatty doesn't necessarily need the ball uh, to be successful. Right. He runs the floor. He runs the break. Uh, he can get the ball in half court, backdoor cuts, uh, slip screens, whatever. Spot up shooting. Uh, the ball swinging around his way. He, he, you know, he doesn't. He doesn't need a whole lot of time to get his shot. The shot does kind of take a while. Mm-hmm. Um, 
But it seems like when the ball is moving and it gets to him, he gets it off pretty easy. And I mean, I mean, heck, he's six four, six five. Uh, he's not going to have any problems anyone blocking his shot. So uh, with all those factors, I think it's going to be a tough matchup for Cliff uh, for four quarters. So I'm intrigued by that matchup to see if he can actually uh, slow him down. Yeah, that, that, that's not a bad, bad matchup. They actually have history of kind of going back and forth with each other as well, mm-hmm. too, uh, especially recreationally here mm-hmm. at, at Lifetime. So uh, they know each other well. Mm-hmm. And when you usually have uh, guys who play against each other a lot and know each other pretty well, you usually kind of see a lot. Um, so I don't look at, since Cliff has matched up with him before, I don't see Cliff uh, T-Baby um, dominating Cliff because mm-hmm. uh, he knows him well. But like you said, over four quarters. Yeah. Um, just just T-Baby's style of play. I don't yeah. I don't know if it's conducive for Cliff. Yeah, yeah just over four quarters, uh, continuing to run the floor with him and doing different things. Can T-Baby wear him down mm-hmm. to where uh, – He's that unstoppable force that we saw last year. We'll see. We'll yeah. definitely see. But it's definitely intriguing. Definitely intriguing. I mean, hey, Cliff is going to have to play well. Yeah. But the Monsters have a chance. So yeah. We'll see what happens. Okay. Um, so my assumption is that Alliance will win the game. So I'm going to say uh, Alliance uh, and Lake Houston live, uh, the matchup for the semifinals. The most intriguing matchup for me in that one uh, is going to be uh, DJ and Bryant. Uh, if it happens, which I, I mean, I'm not necessarily sure. Brian is, if Brian was healthy this season, 100% from start to finish, he would probably be the defensive MVP. Because Brian, he guards well. Uh, he reminds me a lot of myself. Uh, that's going to be a tough matchup for DJ. Yeah. Strength-wise, strength for strength, because uh, Brian is a bully. In the paint. Like, that's what he wants to do. He's going to wear you down. Uh, and he doesn't. His game is not forced. It's just he he, it's, he doesn't rehearse his moves. Brian just, he just goes and reacts. So, if Brian gets you on the block for any guard, yeah, that does not spell good for uh, any guard. And, and DJ's uh, post defense, it's not good. So, <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying. It's not. I mean, he's not a good defender. So I mean, so I mean, just for Brian with his strength, it's gonna be tough. I mean, uh, hey, Kevin's challenging this week, DJ. Yeah, <laughs> I'm going at him. Yeah, he's challenging you this week, DJ. You gotta step up, man. I'm going at my boy. Uh, I definitely think that's a very intriguing matchup. Um, like I said, I also have Alliance beating Monsters first round, but that next round matchup, uh, I'm going to the old school matchup. Um, let's go, Shelby T. Bay. Yeah. Um, oh, I forgot about yeah, that. Yeah, last we remember, forgot about that. Them playing the final. Yeah, and Shelby's quote unquote having a flu game. They haven't played since, huh? Because T. No, Baby was hurt. T. Baby was hurt. They haven't. Ooh, yeah. And T. Baby was dominant. Yeah. And uh, Shelby didn't necessarily play well. And you know, and people keep bringing up stuff about T. Almost putting him in the rim one mm, time. Mm. Uh, there's it, a lot of things that kind of happened, and T's dominant play was a big reason why they won the championship uh, last uh, last fall. So that matchup, that old matchup, Shelby and T would be huge. And I think the winner of that matchup probably, not saying there are un- other integral parts, because it's going to mm-hmm. be a lot of different things that has to happen, I think, for either team to win. Mm-hmm. But uh, that's, that, but that's huge, I think. Think that whoever wins that matchup probably wins that game. Yeah, I forgot all about that matchup. Uh, I'm intrigued by that as well because, like, like you said, they have not played since the championship yeah. game. No. And then now there's a championship at stake. Yeah. Not necessarily that Thursday, but I mean it's gonna it's gonna determine whether you go. Right. So um, yes, I like that one as well. Um, my last one uh, for City Center Ballers and the Bullets. Uh, the matchup that intrigues me the most is Larry uh, versus Twin. Is he going to guard Twin? He might have to guard Emmanuel. Yeah. He's... He, might, he might have to guard Emmanuel. Uh, no, okay, so not him. Let's see. Brandon versus... 
<laughs> Brandon versus Kai, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Brandon versus Kai. Now, you recall that in the summer they had a dust up. <laughs> I, I'm sure Kai hasn't forgot. I'm sure uh, Brandon is probably hasn't forgot. He probably laughs about it every time he thinks about it. But um, Kai can't stay in front of him. So that's going to be a tough matchup for Kai. I got, I got Brandon, like I said, going off in this game. Bryce can't match up with him that well either. We saw it last time. Uh, I think uh, Brandon against that three-headed monster of big guys that yeah. um, the Bullets have between Sweat, uh, Bryce, and, uh, and Kai. Kai. <laughs> I, I think that's going to be uh, a contingency plan to kind of slow the big fella down. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if one in- individual – it's not just their team. You know, I'm yeah. not taking shots just at them. I don't know if Zenny team just has one guy – that can just slow him down. We saw him and Danny we went toe to toe with. Yeah. You saw what he did to Danny. Yeah. No disrespect, Danny. Yeah. Danny did, did his thing too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, look, there's nobody just stopping this guy. It's not happening. It hasn't been happening. So I have no reason to believe that one individual on their team is going to stop him. Uh, yeah. So I think uh, the, the contingent of, of that triumphant three. <laughs> yeah. Uh, or maybe they can match. What he brings to the table between with his scoring and rebounding, so we'll see. But I think they have to play well, though. Yeah, yeah. It all, and it's not just sweat. I think all three of them have to play well, especially matched up against him. Take high percentage shots. Yeah, because that's what Bryce and uh, and Kai struggle in taking high percentage shots. Mm-hmm. And, and again, I mean, think about. I think they're hard to guard around the basket, eight feet away. I think Bryce, Kai, and Sweat are difficult to yeah. deal with. Uh, but again, yeah, I think when they get to shooting more than two three pointers, mm. uh, I think that's when it starts to be a probably as far as efficiency, it starts to be an issue. Uh, but yeah, uh, I look at that I, that that three headed monster against Brandon in the paint to be the matchup that I really look forward to. That I feel like who can exploit who? Yeah, right there. Okay, uh, let's move on to our last topic of the evening. All right, time for our movie review. Uh, we got a good one. Um, Basketball Diaries. Uh, this is a classic. Um, movie came out in 1995. I actually saw this movie uh, as a kid. Uh, I was 10 years old. <laughs> I don't know if I saw it right when it came out, but I remember, uh, I want to say I was in middle school when I saw this. Um, this movie definitely, definitely... Uh, it was a wild one. Yeah. It was definitely a wild one. Uh, Leonardo DiCaprio. Uh, young Leo. A uh, young, young Leo. Definitely should have won uh, something for that. Because I don't know what else. I mean, he won He won one eventually, but yeah. nothing nothing to me was better than this performance in this movie. Yeah. Uh, really good performance. He, uh, a lot of things between basketball, drugs. Yes. Uh, being a follower, follower, teenage bullying, mm-hmm. uh, things at private school, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. It, it had a nice uh, collection of issues uh, to go along with basketball. Yeah, uh, in this movie, so uh, basketball wasn't completely trash. Yeah, basketball wasn't completely trash. It had moments. Yeah, uh, I wouldn't call Leo a great basketball player, but no, no, you, you can tell he's had a ball in his hand before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so he, he didn't look. Honestly, for Leonardo DiCaprio, because then that Leo was like extremely skinny too. It's, yes, you know, that, he actually fit the mold of a basketball player. Yeah, that, for, the, that, for the nineties. For the nineties, yeah. yeah. You would actually have thought, yeah, I think Leonardo DiCaprio, no way, no athletic ability, but he actually didn't look, yeah, like he didn't belong. Yeah, now, granted, he probably did like he belonged uh, probably at all white private school, mm-hmm. but he didn't necessarily look like he didn't belong on the basketball court. So it actually wasn't. Uh, that bad as far as the basketball scenes in the uh, movie. But, again, um, there's just a lot of imagery, a lot of things that are going on. Uh, I just remember him dribbling in slow motion <laughs> due to uh, the drugs, yeah. drugs uh, drug influence, a lot of things. Uh, it, it, I just thought a lot how it was shot. It was yeah. shot really cool. That's the most impressive thing about the movie, how it was yeah. shot. And the, the drugs they were on were depressants, right? Yeah. And they thought it was... 
The ones that get you up. Up, oh, yeah. Yeah. Actually, yeah. Well, it's supposed to be stimulants. Yeah. But it was a depressant. Yeah. Uh, and and uh, I think the, the drugs of choice then were... Uh, pills. Uh, it pills. Was pills. Heroin. And some heroin, yeah, if I'm yeah. not mistaken. Yeah. Uh, it might even be a little meth. Yeah. About it. Yeah. It was... It, it was uh, they were definitely going through their nice choice of drugs. Uh, for any kids that are listening, yeah, you may not... You know, the, the drugs are a little different now. <laughs> didn't so, they, didn't so. they start dealing too? It's little, yeah. God, yeah. Man, that was that was a rough life. It was a rough life, <laughs> and this is coming from private school kids yes. who a lot of parents have money mm-hmm. uh, that you wouldn't think that a lot of this stuff goes on. But these are a lot of kids who probably have a lot of these uh, mental health problems yeah. who have to deal who deal with it in different ways. So. Yeah. Uh, definitely a, a good movie. Like I said, basketball was pretty good. Mm-hmm. Jersey's probably could have been better. I don't know. Yeah, so, yeah. Some of the shorts were short. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but you know what? I think the movie was based on, like, it wasn't based. I mean, I know it came out in the 90s, but I think it was based on, like, what, maybe the 70s? Yeah, 70s or 80s. 70s or 80s? Mm-hmm. I say 80s. Mm-hmm. Probably 80s, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so actually, like I said. Uh, probably uh, fit the mold in, yeah. The the basketball wasn't bad, but I think it was shot amazingly. Just kind of some of the cinematic scenes of him dribbling and then him kind of flashing in and out of things that's going on with him. Uh, I just remember him having that that the terrible basketball game, mm. where they're, like passing out all on the floor and that <laughs> was crying. Yeah, it's crying. Yeah, it was, <laughs> it was bad. <laughs> I think my thing like against like a uh, like all black team or yeah. something too. Yeah, yeah, yeah they were, like dunking on them. It was, oh man, yeah, it was pretty bad. Uh, and so uh, it kind of reminds me of. Uh, that particular part yeah. reminds me of. Like, I don't know if you ever seen Varsity Blues. Yeah, yeah. When they when they left the strip club that night, they were yeah. super drunk. Yeah, they had the game the next morning. Yeah. whatever. It kind of reminds me of that. Just yeah. them being out of it, just going from bad to worse. Uh, but yeah, good basketball movie. But I say it was shot great though. Yeah, yeah and it was kind of kind of first kind of made me uh, uh, DiCaprio fan actually. Yeah, that was the first one I saw of him. Yeah, um, yeah. I ended up liking because I ended up teaching. Right. So I ended up kind of liking the uh, Romeo and Juliet when he did mm-hmm. early. Uh, but I liked it years later. I didn't like it when he came out. Yeah. But this I actually liked early on with DiCaprio. It kind of made me a fan early before yeah. Titanic and all that good stuff came out. So. And then he then he ended up being an author at the end? At the end, yeah. 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 I mean, listen, there were so many moments in the movie. Like <laughs> The movie was so, like, it, it was like basketball, and then it went like, Man, you forgot you forgot about the basketball, basketball after a yeah, while. Yeah. It was like bad. Yeah, I remember. Um, I just remember the one scene where he came back uh, to the two girls, and like it seemed like everybody was abandoning him, like when yeah. they needed him the most. And uh, he came back to the two girls, and he was like, "Hey, is uh, is Winky and Blinky there?" And the father's like, "Who the heck is, is Winky, Winky and Blinky?" Which is <laughs> <laughs> like, "Hey, man, you, yeah. you're, you're down on your luck." Yeah, you're down. You're like you're done actually. Yeah, I mean, it was, some, it was good life lessons, I think, uh, probably, too. And, yeah. I mean, for parents who are not paying attention, I mean... That's what could happen. That's what could happen to your kid. These are your kids a lot of times. Even when you put them in that uh, environment, like I said, these private schools, it's, when you're paying this certain amount of money and these expectations for them that you're taking them away from a certain environment, hey, what happens at public schools happens at private schools, too. I can still watch this movie today. Yeah. Um, I think the one part that got me as a kid, I was crying, actually, when I saw this part, was when uh, he was begging his mom for help, and yeah. she was on the other side of the door. Right, right, right. And, and she wanted to help him, but she knew if she did, then he would just keep coming back to her and enabling him and he was going to use that money for drugs, and he was he was clearly strung out, yeah. and it, it it just pained her to hear him like that. But she knew if she you know if she didn't open the door, it was for the better. Mm-hmm. And um, that part gets me though; it, it yeah. definitely gets me. And and then you saw what happened at the end; he turned out to be a poet. So yeah, yeah. so it actually ended up being for the good. But that part was sad. Yeah, like it was sad. really sad. He yeah, was man. He had a girlfriend that was a hooker. God, <laughs> he just it was, bad, it was a lot of bad in that movie. Yeah, he, he had a lot going on. And hey, why we pick this movie? Yeah, what did you think about? Yeah, it was <laughs> probably not the brightest way to kind of be ending the season on that movie. But yeah, yeah. it was it was a good movie though. I, yeah. I actually enjoyed it. If you, I know a lot of you guys may not have seen it. It's been. If you haven't seen it, you're missing out on a great movie. Yeah, I think it's been over 20 years. Yeah. But I think most of the movies we talked about have been over 20 years. Yeah. But it's definitely, you know, you catch it on HBO, Showtime. It's bugged out. And Michael Rappaport was in the movie. 
Bus, actually. This yeah. is uh it's around the same time he did Remy. Yeah, and uh, he was a skinhead in this movie. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so this was uh which is so funny now you see him now kind of yeah. how he acts and uh he's so uh culture and everything else. Mm-hmm. You see it's early Earlier, my remembrance of Mark Rappaport's, yeah, as a, as a I hated him. Yeah, he's a racist <laughs> skinhead. Uh, the movie was so good, it made me hate him. Yeah, <laughs> but I mean, that means you're doing your job. Yeah, you know, if you can really make people feel that way, you yeah, can kind of touch. And which I say, this movie did to me. You know, that means the movie was good because I felt some type of way after watching. It, so. Yeah. So, um, and Mark Wahlberg was in the movie. He did a great job. Oh, Mark Wahlberg was in the movie. Yeah, he, he did. had some some young uh, talent. Yeah, he he did a, he did a great job. Um, this is post-Marky Mark. I felt bad uh, for them at the end when they were, like, scraping up change. They were, like, yeah. trying to get... Well, they, they trying to get. They were trying to get money for... Was it for cigarettes or was it for food? It was bad, man. It was bad. <laughs> it just it seemed like bad. the hustle was bad. It was like, yeah, I got... How much you got? Oh, I got a dollar and some change. I'm like, dang. Like, it was bad. Yeah, they actually... Did all of them get kicked off? All of them got kicked yeah, off. Yeah, all of them got kicked no, off. No, no, no. It was one that was hanging with them, and then he stopped. He was like, nah, y'all... Uh-uh, I can't fool with y'all like yeah. that. And then he ended up getting a scholarship. Scholarship. He ended up watching him play basketball on TV. Right, right, right. That's right, that's right. And then that's what that's what made that's what made Leo like snap out and be like, okay, man, this is my homeboy. We grew up together. We went to the we played on the same team. And this dude is playing college ball. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he was the only one. You're think right. that I think that was a, that that's when it hit him. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yep. I mean, it was a really good life lessons. This is a really good movie. Man. Yeah, I, I'm, really I think I might watch that this weekend. Yeah, I'd say I'm on spring break. I'd actually need to catch up on one of these movies. Yeah, have a binge watching day or something. Yeah. Okay, so uh, another fantastic episode, y'all. We appreciate y'all listening. All my faithful listeners uh, had quite a few views last week. Uh, we appreciate that. So um, playoffs. Yeah, starts tomorrow. I will playoffs. be. I will be dropping the article tonight on uh, on my. You know the greater details of my predictions. Obviously, you guys heard it, but I'll have the spread and all that good stuff and why, uh, why I believe uh, who will win. And I'm just looking forward to a great week of basketball. We'll be revealing uh, the the uh, the award winners yeah. uh, this week. Uh, I know who they are already. Yeah. Uh, trophies, trophies on the way. So uh, we appreciate y'all. Episode 95. I am Johnny Gill with Sean Ellis. We're out. See ya.